This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, my friends. Hello. No, just kidding. It's, <laughs> I've always wanted to sing the opening of a podcast. Uh, this is the Productivities Podcast, episode numero four, or quattro. Uh, and I am your host, Mike Vardy. Thanks again, everybody, for joining me this week. Uh, I want to talk today about my love of the paper. I am a big paper planner fan still, even though I used to Todoist as my task manager of choice, and I've obviously had my uh, um, my longstanding relationships with OmniFocus and Asana. Um, there is still something about the magic of paper and using a paper planner that, uh, or just using paper for for any kind of um, you know creative work. That is still something I, I really enjoy doing. And for me, one of the things that I, I'm really, really excited about is just what's happening with paper, uh, with paper planners and just paper systems uh, in this day and age. Uh, with all the technology that's, that's coming at us and the, the emphasis on using you know, smart devices and, and digital task managers, it's really gratifying to see a lot of the different systems that are out there. And I want to touch on some of those today for those of you who are not familiar with them and maybe give you a sense of what might work for you and what might not work for you in terms of, hey, this is, this is what, I'm, you know, what I'm using and, and this is why. So I want to talk first about a system that um, my friend Patrick Roan has come up with. And I'm going to have him on the show at some point for sure. Uh, we actually tried to record an episode before, but we ended up, you know, just talking. And hitting the record button is essential when I talk to Patrick because he is such pearls of wisdom, uh, such a smart guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him in a couple of weeks in Minneapolis. Actually, next week, uh, it might even be now. Yeah, next week in in, uh, in Minneapolis, we actually get to meet in person for the first time. So I'm really looking forward to that. But let's let's talk a bit about his paper system, and what he is is it, what he uses. It's called the Dash Plus system, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes, obviously. But what Dash Plus is? It's kind of like a metadata markup system, and this is right from his blog post. Uh, he created it for paper-based notes to kind of mark the status of action items on a to-do list. And what he's done is he's created kind of a legend. And all of these paper planners, these paper systems, start with basically a blank sheet of paper. At least most of the ones I'm going to talk about. And then you can take that canvas and kind of craft uh, some kind of systemization out of it. So the way the Dash Plus system works is that if it's got a dash next to it, that means it's an undone action item. And that means that they need to be treated uh, as such. So, you, you know, they, they need to be processed. A plus item, so once you put a plus through it, it means it's been done. Uh, it's been, you know, completed. Uh, it makes those dashed items, as he says, stand out quite well. Um, even if you're using the same color pen, and you know I'm big on multi pens, uh, but this is one that that uh, you ne- you don't necessarily need to have that happen to make the the insignia stand out. Now the right arrow means waiting, the left arrow means delegated, triangle means it's a data point. So turning the dash into a triangle denotes it's a data point, so that you want to remember it. That's something that you may want to put in Evernote or something like that. Uh, you know, and whereas the left arrow, all of these are by the way created from the dash. So the left arrow. 
uh, is delegated and the right arrow is waiting. So you've turned the dash into one of those. And then the circle around any of, of the above, so any of them, doesn't matter uh, whether it's a, a triangle, a left arrow, right arrow, plus. Once you've circled it, it means it's been carried forward, so moved into somewhere else. It's been uh, So this could be where once you've made that data point, you circle it, and now you can say it's been moved to Evernote. So all of it's been built on the the original dash that's been created for the for the item. It's really simple. And what's happened is is again, like any of these paper-based systems, they've been expanded upon. So uh Patrick's got a, a great list of resources here where people have taken Dash Plus and, and kind of made it their own. They've even gone uh Dave Mendel uh has made a uh, an app based on the Dash Plus system. And the cool thing about that app is that all proceeds from sales go to school in a box, which brings uh, iPads and learning materials to developing nation communities. So that's really, really cool. Um, and of course, there's the the hybrid journal. So uh, what James Gowans has done, and we're going to talk a bit about the bullet journal system. And James is a great guy from Vancouver. Uh, we've had a chance to have a few beers together and hang out, and he's a great guy. He's done like kind of a hybrid system of that. And then um, there's... Uh, you know, it, it, he's he, uh, Ronnie Lutz uh, also has something where he talks about the automatic dash and the pocket size. Uh, the pocket size podcast is his podcast, so he talks about the Dash Plus system there. Um, I would really take a look at this if you're looking at using a, a system that's simple and scales well. And I'm big on simplicity, things that are obvious and things that scale. And Patrick's system really does that. So check that out. Um, another uh, new initiative that is coming along uh, is, you know, I'm a fan of the New Year calendars, newyear.net. I'll put a link to the, the, the site in the show notes as well. Um, the, Jesse Phillips uh, is the man behind that, and he's got a team going, and they're building a uh, week dominator. Um, and there's a Kickstarter going for Basically, what it does is it allows you to plan your week. It time blocks your days, but it's very fluid and it, it provides basically a framework for whatever time or task management system that you want to use. So I like that in that it gives – it's not like just a plain field notes or Moleskin or, or whatever notebook you like to use where you get to kind of just devise what you want from it, which we'll talk about with the bullet journal system. But this actually gives you a bit more framework to work with. So if you're new to using paper or you want to get back to using paper and you're used to using the traditional you know, Franklin Covey stuff – or maybe you're using the Anthony Robbins like RTM or OPA system that he had, uh, you know, years ago. Um, I know he still does RTM, but OPA was what it used to be called, actually. Yes, that's how long I've been dwelling in the space. <laughs> um, but I would check this out. It's it's an eight and a half by uh, eleven uh, big book. So, and my wife's got a copy. We we got a copy of it. I gave it to my wife to look at, and I've actually explored it a little bit because my wife likes using the paper planners as well. And I, I, I take a look at this one as well. So it's from NewYear.net. Um, and it's called the Week Dominator, and it's it, right now it's kind of in beta. But the the as of September 29th, it's launching on Kickstarter, and I will definitely be promoting that to everyone uh, on Patreon uh, the day it goes live. And also, I will be uh, obviously spreading it the word via social media, etc., etc. So there you go. So that's called the Week Dominator. Uh, another uh, one that I've been touching on is, of course, the Bullet Journal. And uh, I put a link for all of the patrons in, uh, that are uh, helping uh, support the podcast and Patreon. I've sent a link to the Kickstarter there. I'll send a link to the Bullet Journal site that Ryder Carroll has uh, put up. It's been around for a little over a year now, I believe. And uh, man, it took off. Uh, the Bullet Journal has a community in Google+. Uh, there are people that are taking it, making it their own. And Ryder's taking that and running with it with his new Kickstarter campaign. 
um, if, if, to basically, you know, bring it down to a bullet, and I'll just jump into the site here. It's one of the, the links I didn't quite have up yet. But Bullet Journal, basically what it is, is it allows you to rapidly log uh, and capture and then parse all the different types of data that you're trying to digest. So the cool thing about it is you, instead of using a digital tool to do this, you're using a paper tool to do this. And I've said before, and I'm not the only one that said this, but in so, sometimes in order to connect better, you need to disconnect. And being online all the time doesn't really exactly... Uh, uh, it can hamper your productivity instead of enhancing it. So there's a whole, uh, the bullet journal site walks through the whole procedure and he's got a great video there. And then you've, I'll have the Kickstarter campaign uh, linked as well. Uh, and I'm going to have Ryder Carroll on an upcoming episode of Mike's on Mike's. We've had him on Mike's on Mike's before. Uh, and of course it's not called Mike's on Mike's anymore where it's called workflowing. We're having him on workflowing for the first time, but he'll be the second appearance over with me at five by five. And uh, I'll put that link in the show notes as well. So you can check out and listen to that interview. But uh, the bullet journal is very popular and rightfully so. Um, a few others that are worth mentioning. Uh, again, I don't want to go overboard with what we've got here in terms of the the podcast. Uh, but one of the things that, uh, that has been consistent uh, with these paper planners is, is different frameworks that they use. And one of the ones that, that has become popular is the uh, Eisenhower.me. Uh, and it was, the, the thing about Eisenhower.me is that it uses a, uh, it was a web-based app uh, and they did have a store. But recently I went to go look back and they don't have the notepads anymore, which, which kind of sucks. I really wish they still had those because what they did was they broke down the Eisenhower system and put it uh, into a you know a framework. And, and basically the Eisenhower matrix is, for those of you who know Covey's work, is kind of like the four, four quadrants, so the Covey matrix. Um, but the Eisenhower matrix was one of the ones that, like he basically is how he made decisions. And if it's good enough for the president of the United States and the leader of the free world, then I'm pretty sure it's good enough for you. Uh, but this is how he uh, he looked at urgency and importance and stuff. So uh, you can use the Eisenhower matrix on any sheet of paper. Uh, I've also talked about the Crucial Cube before, which I mentioned the Productivityist workbook, um, which takes the Eisenhower matrix and kind of adds a central vision or mission statement to whatever you're applying the matrix to. So uh, definitely worth looking at. Again, far more effective in my mind on paper than in an app of, of some sort. But you might want to go check out Eisenhower.me nonetheless to see if it marries up well in that regard. Now, another one I want to talk about um, is the Dave Says Emergent Task Planner. It's very popular. Michael Schechter uses it. Dave Kahlo uses it. A lot of people use it. Um, I find it uh, to be a little too, um, for my taste, it's too time-oriented. It's very, to, in my mind, uh, it, it basically, uh, you're chronicling your time. You've got your tasks. It, it does the one cool thing it does is it does as you're listing your tasks kind of give you the sense of, hey, once you've listed more than three tasks or, or X amount of tasks, are you sure you want to keep adding more? Are you sure you want to keep adding more? Um, so I like that element of it. But uh, and, and you can get the uh, – I'll put the link in the show notes as to where you can find, uh, of course, Dave's uh, Dave's planner, the ETP as they call it. But it's it's – to me, it's more time-oriented, and I'm more task-oriented. So uh, I really do like the idea behind it, and it's worth exploring. So if you're very time-oriented and you want to check out Dave Say's Emergent Task Planner, that's another paper planner or paper-based system that you can use. And then there's another one that um, you know Mike Rohde has led me to uh, explore, uh, and he's not the first one. Patrick Rohn's done it as well, uh, and it's the Hobonichi Planner. Um, and I've got one on route. It's uh, size A6, so it's a, it's it's bigger than, um, from what I understand, it's 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 a little bit smaller than like the larger moleskins. Um, 
I've got the Monday start date. I'm going to do a review of this thing on the podcast when it arrives just to take a look at it. Uh, it's not the cheapest planner on the planet, um, but I'm interested to see how it it, it works. Uh, the insides of it, of course, I'll put a link in the show notes as to how you can look at it. But it's got a gridded line. It's got some space around the calendar so you can make notes. It uh, So there's a monthly calendar. It's got the daily calendar, of course, where you can make notes. It's got some quotes along the bottom. Uh, there are lots of different things that this planner has to offer. So I, I will put a, a link in the show notes to the uh, 1101.com store where you can take a look at what the Hobonichi Teco, uh, and it's this is the planner. This is the English version. Uh, you can take a look at it and check it out. But I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my own little system, my own little uh, sort of uh, paper-based productivity tool that I use, and it's called the Strikethrough System. Now, what this is, is I basically have looked at all the ones that are out there if I had to pick one, honestly, I'd pick Patrick's to use. And in fact, if anything, I've probably adapted it a little bit. Um, the way I, I use my system is very similar to Patrick's, only maybe it's a little bit simpler um, in terms of that I haven't scaled it up as much. Um, but what I like about my system is that it, it takes context and puts them in paper form. So if you're a GTD fan and you uh, know what contexts are, uh, then you'll know basically my definition is they add value to tasks. They they give tasks a bit more meaning because they either are resource-based, so you can say, hey, I need to do this at the computer or I need to do this on the phone or this is related to an email, or they could be related to energy levels or they could be related to, say, uh, elements that you want to keep in mind when dealing with work, so you know, gratitude, knowledge, uh, relationships, etc. So context basically add value to the tasks that you assign them to, and they fear, therefore you connect better with those tasks. And the strike through system kind of allows me to do that. So basically, what I do with the strike through system is I put it in a field notes notebook. Any notebook will do, but I use field notes because they're smaller and they can fit in my pocket. So I basically capture the item down with my strike through system. It doesn't matter; it can be an idea or a task. And then when the item's been uh, completed, I put a, a line through it. Very simple. Not a check mark, but a line. The line kind of creates that finality. But I don't just put like the item down. What I'll often do is I will put uh, different contexts next to that item. So for example, uh, and context, it could be a tag if you want to use them for tagging or labels if you're using Todoist, which to me are the same thing. But basically I use, the reason I don't like to use a lot of context is that I can keep them at top of mind. So what I'll do is if I'm writing something down, like say, record productivity as podcast, that takes some high energy to do, right? So I will put a H next to it and then circle it. Circle context, CC. I'm very big on alliteration. And then what I'll do next to that, and this is something I've added to the, the process over time, is that if it's related to a project, I'll put a triangle around a letter that represents the project or initials that represent the project. So for example, the productivity podcast is PP. So I'll put PP next to it and I'll put a triangle around it or a pyramid, pyramid project. And when I look at that thing and I'm ready to process it later, because when I come home with my, my field notes notebook and I go to my desk or I go to sit down to work, I can look at it and go, oh, this needs to go into Todoist because it's something I can't do right away. So I'm going to, oh, what context is it? Oh, it's got the high energy context. I need to have high energy when I do it. Oh, and it's related to the productivity of podcast. Boom. Now, if I don't put a context next to it, that to me is an indication that's not a task. So for example, if I put... 
uh, write blog post about, uh, or just put an idea about a blog post. Let's say the uh, Schechter gave me a great idea, and I'm going to be writing about this uh, for the the next uh, blog post at the site on Thursday. Is uh, why I have to, you know, why the yeses are sometimes more important than the noes, or or something to that effect. So I wrote that down in my notebook, and then I put uh, a triangle next to it and said PB Productivity's blog. And I know that that's not going to go into Todoist because it doesn't have a label attached to it. It doesn't have a context, but it goes into Evernote because that's where I store all my ideas for incubation or Scrivener or whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're using, but because it's an idea, because it doesn't have that context attached to it, to me, I, I look at that right away and say, hey, guess what? This is not a task, so where does it go? Oh, it goes into Scrivener because it's a writing thing because it says write, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, research. Oh, this goes into Evernote, so that's where it goes. So that is the basics of the system. I'll put the blog, the, uh, blog post uh, in the show notes as well. And what was interesting is when I did my Creative Live talk uh, last year, um, what I found fascinating was as I was going through the system with people as to how to quickly capture, in that moment, they were coming up with different ideas on how to adapt the system. So they were saying, well, what if it takes, what if I want to use clients as a context and then say it's a high energy client. So what if I put like a C with an arrow pointing up next to it and then circle that? I'm like, that's fantastic. And then, of course, one pointing down means they're lower energy. So you can look at it right away and know instantly what it has to, what, what you need to do with that. And the beauty about the system is it's adaptable. It's simple. It's obvious. It's, it's scalable. And it's obvious to you, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, as you adapt it, it becomes more and more obvious as to what each thing in the system indicates, no matter what, whatever paper system you're using. But all of these systems are very adaptable. Uh, you first off, when you're using paper, you don't have to worry about someone uh, popping up a notification on your field notes notebook or your Moleskin or your, your legal pad, because that's just not going to happen. You know, uh, it's a one way street. Uh, and as I've said before, it's often uh, the times that you disconnect from the wired world that you better connect with yourself and what you really want to be doing. So I don't want to talk too much more about paper-based stuff because I've talked a lot about it and I can talk a lot more about it. But one of the things I'm looking at doing over the next uh, few months is developing something along the lines of what Ryder's done and what uh, others have done, uh, what Jesse's doing with the New Year and, and the Week Dominator is I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to create like a legend for my strike through system that it's going to be like a printable PDF that you could put and I'm going to make them different sizes to fit in the popular sizes of notebooks. And that's just going to be something that, that, that I can, you know, give to productivity as people. And I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, I'm not, uh, but it's been something that's been percolating around in my head for a while. And one of the things I want to offer uh, those who are listening to the podcast and those who are supporting the podcast, my Patreon supporters, is that when I do that, if you are supporting the uh, the venture, you're going to get those for absolutely free. I mean, uh, at this point, maybe everybody will. I don't think that's going to happen. I think I'm going to give them to uh, either like a behind, uh, like a subscription-based membership or what have you, but it's possible. So just know that if you are listening to this podcast and if you are a Patreon supporter, and I'll put the link in the show notes on how to support the podcast, which will help me, you know, get uh, into a studio, have my office downstairs, get this uh, microphone on a boom, uh, allow me to record whenever I want as opposed to when my family isn't home because I'll have my own office space, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it'll only help make the podcast better. And that's one of the value adds that, uh, that I want to throw in there for, for Patreon supporters. So, um, again, explore all of these paper-based systems. If you are a paper-based person, know that you don't have to give up your paper to be more productive. 
That's a big thing. Paper for me is a gateway to my digital tools. It's not necessarily the place where everything ends up, but I sure outline on it a lot and I sure do a lot of planning on there. And ultimately my tasks and my ideas start on paper before they get to the digital tools I use, be them Evernote, be them Scrivener, be them Todoist, be them whatever. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. We're going to be back with Josh Long next week. Uh, Speaking of um, guests who are are really good about executing, uh, he co-wrote the book Execute. And he is doing some great stuff. And uh, he was the first guy I actually interviewed uh, when I knew I was going to be doing this podcast in its current iteration. So he's going to be on the show next week. And then I'll be traveling uh, for about a week. And uh, I'll have some episodes queued up. We've got a lot more guests coming up down the pipe. Uh, I'll share those with the people in the Patreon uh, page. Those who are supporting at the right level will get to see the sneak peek as to what they can expect. And again, go to um, uh, the Patreon page and support the podcast give me a rating review on iTunes. This show is going to remain free no matter what. Uh, but if you can't support uh, the show monetarily, then please give me a rating, give me a review on iTunes. Let uh, people know what you think. And also, you can listen on Stitcher Radio now too. So there's lots of ways to uh, get into the Productivity as Podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode of the Productivity as Podcast. Until next week, have a good one. And uh, remember, inaction speaks louder than words. Take care.